Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Friday, November 4th, 2022, and the Memphis Grizzlies are finally back in the 901 tonight following a four-game West Coast road trip. Tough road trip. We're able to get out with a win in Portland on Wednesday. We'll recap that game real quick before talking about the game tonight at the FedEx Forum, 7 p.m. tip. So, all of us on the East Coast, Central Time Zone, will be able to go to bed a bit earlier tonight because those West Coast games, you know, 10 p.m., 9 p.m. tip have been tough. So looking forward to the game tonight. And as as always, we'll do a quick recap from Wednesday, some tough bets we have to talk about, and then right into the place for tonight. So again, I'm not financially responsible for any bets that are placed, and I'll be using DraftKings for all the odds for the game tonight and all the games going forward. So Wednesday night... Ended in a very painful way for a lot of bettors, depending on when you got the line, depending on what time you place your bet really is what it came down to. And I was all over the place. I admit that for the game on Wednesday before the game, obviously with the injury news and we finally have a clear injury report for the game tonight. So that makes it a lot easier to record. But Wednesday, we didn't know until probably an hour before the game that Desmond Bain And Steven Adams were playing, which clearly made a huge difference when we talk about this game. So I flipped from, I said Blazers plus four and a half before the game. I then went and tweeted Grizzlies minus five about an hour before the game. So in the podcast, I said Blazers plus four and a half. Then I said Grizzlies minus five over Twitter. And I also had jaw over points before I knew Bain was back. So a bunch of tough tough breaks when it comes to betting terms for the injury report but at the end of the day the Grizzlies are clearly much better with Bain and Adams on the floor so that was good for the result of the of the game but 111 to 106 saw the game end in a very painful way for a lot of betters as Eubanks for some reason put back a dunk on the final play of the game I believe it was Simon shot a three and then Eubanks puts it back for no reason whatsoever to make them down five And I had Grizzlies minus five is what I ended up sticking with. That pushed. But obviously, if you had Grizzlies, you know, plus four and a half, um, that hurts a lot. Or if you had them plus five and a half, that hurts even more. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it was very painful to watch that go in. I tweeted about it. I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, there was no other reason for him to do that other than because he's um, betting the game, which obviously isn't true, but I think he was just trying to 
finish the game out. But I mean, that's just Vegas knows, man. It's crazy how often those point five points matter in the in all sports, really, when it comes to sports betting. So that ended in a push for me at the minus five, which is what I ended up taking it at. Um, the over was a bad bet, regardless. Hand up there, I thought there'd be a lot more back and forth. The Blazers didn't score the ball great, besides Simons and Nurkic. Um, and Grizzlies on the same end didn't score the ball that well at all, though Desmond Bain came back and had a good game. So, Yukich, like I just said with Nurkic, use of Nurkic over 15.5 points hit easy. He finished with 23, but I believe he was at 15 by halftime. And I think he cashed the 15.5 early in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. So, that hit. John Morant under 7.5 assist hit. He finished with 7. Started the game hot. And then, for some reason, on the, the app I was using to check the box score, it gave him eight at some point, so I thought the bet missed, and then I checked a bit later, and it went back to seven. So I don't really know what happened there. I don't know what play it was that was a confusion, but that ended up being a hit under seven and a half assist. Simon's under five and a half threes did hit. He had four, which he had thirty-one at the end of the day. He still played well, and you see the flashes of what I was talking about last episode of how good this guy can be. And four threes is still a crazy amount. It's just that it, five and a half was way too high, and I called that. So that was good. I tweeted Brooks under before the game. I think it was under 17 and a half. He finished with nine, only took seven shots. We'll talk about his role when we talk about the game tonight. So that did hit as well. Jones over 10 and a half did not hit. So that was a tough bet. And I believe, obviously, the play of the game was John Morant over 29 and a half points. I'll just I'll count it as a loss. It sucks that Bain played because obviously Jaw didn't have to score the balls as much as he would. He seemed to be still feeling a bit of the illness or whatever he had going on. He he was being a bit passive in the game, but he still had 20, 20 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, so almost a triple double. But that was tough. Um, but I'll take the L there. Six and two on the play of the game for the year, but did miss the Jaw Morant over on points. So all in all, I think it was a great win for the Grizzlies. The Trailblazers have been a surprising team so far this season I still don't think they're good but they've been one of those teams that are chippy and tough to play especially in Portland so for the Grizzlies under the circumstances with guys in and out of the lineup being able to get everyone healthy for this game and get a win take them over you know five and three on the season I think it was a very important win for the Grizzlies to get um Bain was awesome Adams was very good I was very impressed with Steven Adams as I've been all season with him so a win's a win against a tough Blazers team that I think will be around the play-in when it's all said and done. So those are wins that you need to pick up, um, though you should win them. Sometimes those kind of games can get away from you. So tonight's game, that's all from the last game. Tonight's game, we're blessed with an early injury report finally. So we'll be able to go over that beforehand rather than having to wait until two hours before the game and trying to shuffle things around. So for tonight, normal three are out for Memphis. That's Zaire Williams, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Danny Green. Those three are the only players listed on the injury report. For Charlotte, they have a lot of guys out. LaMelo Ball, who has not played at all this season, he's out with a left ankle sprain. Cody Martin is out with left quad soreness. Rozier is out with a right ankle sprain. And then Gordon Hayward is the most recent addition to their injury report, and he is out with illness and a left shoulder contusion. So a lot of players out, which is why the line is currently at Grizzlies minus 11. Again, they're at home, and the over-under is 227. So... Looking at Charlotte this season, 3-5 and five on the year, 4-4 four and four against the spread. They lost to Chicago by 18 on Wednesday. I believe it was 106-98 to was the final score of that game. And Grizzlies are 5-3, and three, as I mentioned before, but 2-6 and six against the spread. So 
They were against the spread Kings last season and the complete opposite this year. So tough start against the spread for the Grizzlies. Minus 11 is massive in any NBA game. So we'll talk about how I feel there. But these two games are these two teams split games last season. Hornets won 118 to 108 in November in Memphis before Memphis really started to amp things up. And then the Grizzlies won 125 to 118 in February in Charlotte. So that game was a push. Um, for the Grizzlies, and then the Hornets obviously covered because they were an underdog, and they won 118-108 against the Grizzlies in November, like I said. So no ball obviously makes a massive difference for Charlotte when you're looking at any kind of pass results because he's the best player on the team by a wide margin, and then no Miles Bridges for other reasons. Um, he's not there, and he was a an important part of their offense. So it's hard to look at anything – too concrete about what the Hornets are this year compared to last year. Um, for some reason, I still don't see any lines for the Hornets out on DraftKings, so everything's Grizzly-related, which is completely fine. But I would think Oubre is going to be their main guy tonight, um, scoring the basketball. So take from that what you will. And, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. has actually been very good this year for them in his kind of resurgence. I know he's talking about having to play football or trying to go to the NFL at some point because he didn't know what he could do in the NBA anymore he's been good for them they're just trying to tread water at this point I don't even know if they want to do that because if ball's going to be out for a bit longer and I don't think this roster is great try to get the best draft pick you can to build around LaMelo Ball who's only 21 years old so you have plenty of time there so with all that being said minus 11 is a very big spread that I'm going to take so Grizzlies I know it's a lot of points, but in front of a Beale Street crowd Friday night, I think the Grizzlies get up for these kind of games. No Gordon Hayward hurts a ton for the Hornets, who scores 17 tonight. And the Grizzlies are 20-13 and 13 against the spread as home favorites last season. So they like to play at home. It will be electric. I talked about this on the, the first game of the season against the Knicks, just how much the crowd really does matter in, in the FedEx form. And I think it's one of the toughest places to play in the whole country. So... I'm going to go Grizzlies minus 11. I think they blow them out, which when I say I think they're going to blow them out, that then makes me nervous for some of the plays I have tonight. But I am going to stand on that. Grizzlies minus 11 is going to be my play tonight. So over under 227, this is actually a low over under when you think about these two teams in recent matchups. Obviously, the last time we saw these two teams play, the over under was 239 in that hit with ease. And then we had over under 228 in the game that they played in November, which went under. So I lean slightly over, and the Grizzlies obviously have to do much of the legwork here on offense, but the Grizzlies' defense is well below average, um, and I think that's going to continue to be the case until Jaron Jackson Jr. gets back and they sort things out and make some adjustments. So I like the over. Charlotte over is 4-4 four and four on the season. Grizzlies, I believe, are 3-5 and five on the year on the over, so they're not scoring – a ton of overs, but in the two games that were played in Memphis so far this year for the Grizzlies, there has been an average of 242.5 points per game scored. So Hornets, each of their last four road games against Western Conference opponents have gone over the total point line as well. So I like the over. I think the trends lean over and 227 seems relatively low for these two teams. I think the Grizzlies are able to get 120 on their own. So if the Hornets can give you one 102 points, I think you're good there. So... Race to 10, first quarter, next bet. I'm torn between this and my next play being the play of the game. So um, I'm doing this completely off the top of the, the head in terms of which one I'm going to do. 
I'm going to go race to 10 first quarter as my play of the game. So it hit last game. They had a fast start against the Trailblazers. Obviously, this is kind of my bread and butter when it comes to uh, being able to hit a bet. Um, I think I've hit pretty much every race to whatever point total this year so far. Um, I like the Grizzlies to start hot in Memphis, as I keep saying. I, I harped on it in the first game against the Knicks, and that's exactly what happened. I think that happens again tonight, so I'll make that my play of the game. Hopefully, we can get to 7-2 to on the year after a tough two-game skid. Um, so, race 10 for the Grizzlies first quarter. Next play, which is the one I was also considering for my play of the game, is Desmond Bain points, rebounds, assists, 29.5. I still, as I read that, it just blows my mind that this is the, the line. Um, he scored alone, just scored the ball, 29 points in four games in a row. Um He's also averaging 5.1 boards and 5 assists. So how does, you know, he's getting almost just points, 29.5, but his points, rebounds, and assists is 29.5 right now. So I like the Bane over there. The only fear I have when I'm talking about this game and pretty much any overs that I do take is the fact that if it's a blowout, these guys may not play in the fourth quarter and you could get a lot of Aldama and Kennedy Chandler minutes. So that's the only real concern I have here with that play but if he gets most of it going early I think they'll be fine or maybe Charlotte hangs around for a little bit as long as it's within 15 going into the fourth quarter they'll obviously play and I think he'll be able to get that with ease with his over points rebounds assist 29 and a half I like his over threes at three and a half he's hit 4.3 threes per game this season shooting 46.9 percent on the year so Bain should get four threes Pretty easily, as long as he gets his shots up tonight. He had five last game, and I'm just going to continue to ride the hot hand when it comes to Desmond Bain. I mean, he sat out a game in between, you know, this game, and then he sat out the first Utah game, played in the second, I believe, or did he not play at all in Utah? Um, Let me check real quick. So, yes, he played the first game in Utah, did not play the second game. So, he had 32 then set out a game, then had 29 the next night again, or the next game against the Trailblazers. So, ride the hot hand with Desmond Bain here over three and a half threes. I like that play a lot. Dylan Brooks under 15 and a half is the second to last play of the game today. He only took seven shots last game, which, in my opinion, is the role that, and that may have been an extreme, but he was obviously focusing on defense 100% that game. Um, I think 10 shots is perfect for Brooks max. So seven shots is right. You know, seven to ten is that range that I think for Brooks is perfect for him. Focus on defense. You know, you have Bain, you have Jaw, even Aldama can chip in with points. Like there's other points to be had by other players. And with the defense that the Grizzlies have been playing, I want Dylan Brooks to be the main guy defending the best player for the other team, which I guess is Ubre tonight. So good luck, Ubre. Um Dylan Brooks under 15 and a half. I love. He's only averaging 14.6 a game this season. And that's with some games that he had 31 game and then he had in the 20s the other games. So his stats are a bit inflated there. Um so he had so he had 30 against the Jazz in the first game against them. He had 19 in the second game against the Jazz. He had nine against the Blazers, three for seven shooting, one from one for two from three so he basically does nothing but defend in that game at least he had nine points two rebounds zero assist only two three-pointers shot so 15 and a half seems relatively high for dylan brooks right now with the role that he seems to be going in when bain and jaw are both playing so i like the under there for 15 and a half points for dylan brooks last play of the night 
This is one I'm kicking myself for not giving you guys last game because I really did like it and I should have taken it. And that is Ja Morant, first basket, plus 350. I've said before when I talked about, I believe it was Desmond Bain I had picked to go first basket one game. Steven Adams wins pretty much every tip. I don't know the statistics, but I know it's very much in his favor to win the tip off every night, no matter who he's jumping against, unless, you know, when Banyama comes into the league overnight and goes to the Hornets, he's going to out-jump pretty much anyone. Um, hit last game against the Blazers, John Moran hit the first basket, and it's also hitting three of his last four games at the FedEx form. So I expect Steven Adams to get the tip, and John Morant seems to want to just go right at the opposition for a layup or a floater. So I'm going to go John Morant plus 350, first basket as my last play of the night. So that one, take it for what it is. Obviously, plus 350 is a lot. To put on, uh, to put money on, but also I think you could sprinkle on John Moran and Desmond Bain first basket, and as long as the Grizzlies make their first shot, I think you have a good, good chance to hit that. Unless you get a putback from Stephen Adams or a corner three from Santi, which obviously all those things could happen, but I do really like John Morant plus three fifty first basket there. And then if you want to throw some on Desmond Bain as well to cover both bases, I can tell you right now what that line is. Um, one second. So Desmond Bain, first basket, is plus 450. So, you know, you throw a unit on John Moran, a unit on Desmond Bain, first basket, one of those two hits, you uh, you end up profitable on the night. So that's all for today, guys. I appreciate it. I'm happy that we were able to, to make a podcast without having to worry about injury reports and lines not being out and all that good stuff. So it's nice to be back in the swing of things. Again, thank you guys all so much for the support so far on this uh, podcast. It's been great to see the interaction on Twitter, interaction on the numbers uh, for this for the podcast. So again, make sure to follow my Twitter at GrizzBearBets. Make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBobbit9. The Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. Or sorry, yes, at SBN Grizzlies. And then also make sure to follow the written content that's on the website www.grizzlybearblues.com and a bunch of other great podcasts that are on the podcast network. So thank you all again. I really appreciate it. Go Grizzlies. Anyone who's at the forum tonight, be safe, have fun. And I will see you guys for the next game, which, let me check, is we will be back the 6th. So two days from now, so Sunday, they play the Washington Wizards at home, and we'll be back for that game. So I'll see you guys then, and have a good one.